Hey, thanks for joining us on Music Marvels. I'm a chick with beats. And I'm Breezy Gibson. And we're delighted that you're with us. As always, we really, really appreciate you rocking with us. You know, we're excited to share our show with you. We've got a dope interview coming up with uh, Tizen and, of course, tons of music industry news. We'll try to sprinkle in some tips. And, of course, there will be beats by yours truly. So, you know, just in case you're unaware, anytime you hear stuff playing in the background while we're talking, some of the instrumentals actually play during the show, I do produce them. So you can always check me out at chickwithbeats.com. And Breezy always has delightful stuff for you, too. You want to tell them a little bit about it? Well, you know, we try to share some intrinsic value, give our listeners intrinsic value so that, you know, during the show, they they can look forward to hearing different comments that are always on the positive tip or they're always on the awareness tip uh, just to keep everybody flowing uh, in a, in a, in a, a great way, in a positive way, upward and outward. So, hey. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, buckle up. We're going to go ahead and get started. If you're ready, you ready? I'm ready, man. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. You know, today's a great day. Today is a really good day and great day because, you know, we're joined with a young man that's got a lot of focus. He's a very positive person. He knows what direction he's going into. And, you know, now he's a scholar of business. Okay, so he's, that means that he's not just some slouch, you know, coming off the side of the street or whatever. So, you know, 
We really are rolling out the red carpet for this young man. He's doing a lot of great things, as we mentioned. And for you, the listeners all around the globe, the one and only hailing out of Orlando, Florida, and parts thereof, the one and only Tizen. Tizen, are you with us? I'm here. Thank you so much for that introduction. Wow. <laughs> hey, and we and we do have the red carpet rolled out for you for, and for many reasons. Many reasons. And so as we get flowing, you know, with with uh, a chick with Beats and I, share with our listeners who Tizen is, where he came from, and what it is that you represent uh, in business and on earth today. Wow. So I am a singer, songwriter, um, a writer mainly. Um, that's my first passion. I not only write songs, but I write um, all sorts of things. And right now I'm, I'm finishing up my book that will be released in March. But I am an owner of a small business for mental health advocacy. It's called Intentional Life. And I am an independent recording artist. So that means that Everything that a record label will do, I'm responsible for doing myself. So <laughs> that's quite a, a lot of business hats that I wear. Um, and that's about it. I'm just very active in the community and I try to make sure that I'm spreading positivity and light to everybody and ensuring that we're all getting the resources and the encouragement that we need to just keep going every day. Hang on, um, Breezy. He said that's about it. Is if you can just say a mouthful. <laughs> For anybody, listen, I want to make sure you understand how um, challenging it is to be an entrepreneur in any field, but to be one in multiple fields. And he said, that's about it. I love the humanity. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, I've already got a question, but see, I'm going to defer to you, a chick with these, because, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. So you got it. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much my thing that I had to say. But if you're going to default to me, I just I would love to know more about uh, when you fell in love with music and decided that you needed it to be a part of your life. Oh, so my grandfather was a very passionate singer and songwriter. He was also a pastor for 36 years. So him and his um, his brothers were in a quartet together. And when uh, my mom and her sisters became of age, they forced them to be in a quartet as well. So <laughs> they passed music down to my mom and her siblings. And then just for me growing up in it, I had a, a love starting out with gospel music, but just a love to see people mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. get up there and just share their gifts. And I would try to imitate the vocal runs and things that they would do. And because of that, I've, I've been into music my entire life. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, hey, that's, 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 that's a strong, hey, that's very strong and meaningful at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So now my first question, I've got to bring this up. I am so excited because you said that you're writing a book. Yes. Okay, so now, hey, let's, let's talk. Tell the listeners about that now. Come on. Hey, what's going on with it? And how did that happen? Oh, uh, so... Um, writing songs has always been just very like cathartic and therapeutic for me because it allows me a chance to express myself and to tell different stories um, in ways that I feel like people can relate to. Something my grandfather told me a long time ago, it was like a parable. He said there was a guy who 
got cheated on by his wife and he was really upset about it. So he killed his wife and he killed the man that she cheated with. And then he ended up spending the rest of his life in jail. And another guy, his wife cheated on him and he was so upset about it that he wrote a blues song and became a millionaire. <laughs> and <laughs> from that story wow. that I'm sure my grandfather made up, um, from that story, I realized how powerful it is to have any form of outlet where you can express yourself. And I think writing songs are usually, I feel like I'm limited a bit because I have to stay on beat and I have to make it rhyme. And I only mm. got, you know, three minutes. And I was like, I really want to tell my full story. So I'm writing a memoir right now, which gives me a chance to take all the limits off and just fully explain everything, starting from my grandfather's story and how that impacted my, my mom and how my mom's story has impacted me and my brothers and sisters. And it really helps people understand how I got to where I am today. All of the misconceptions and misunderstandings, all of the trauma. And I think that by me telling my story, it will help other people see that they're not alone in certain things that they go through. And there's a lot of life lessons that I've learned that hopefully people can learn through reading my story and not having to endure them themselves. But overall, I think it's really just a story about how we can all be more considerate and compassionate to our fellow brothers and sisters while we're here on earth together. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and make a mental note, send us a JPEG of you with your book cover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we need that. We need that. Okay. Now, I already got another question, but I'll check with Beats. It's <laughs> 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 <Yeah, that's> yours. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, with everything that you've mentioned, um, okay, mental health is definitely important across the board, but so many creatives struggle with it. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how your journey with it has maybe helped you and, you know, exactly, um, well, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, how your work with that um, can affect other artists who might not necessarily realize that they need to pay a little more attention to it? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Because I think like as creatives, when we create something, it's immediately judged by everybody. Mm-hmm. And we put it out there in the world and it's like we're burying our souls for people to criticize it. <laughs> and it's, it's a different type of feel than anything else. You know, of course, with any job that you go to, you're going to get judged, but usually just judged by like your supervisor. And you can decide within yourself, well, maybe, you know, maybe my supervisor is cranky today or maybe, you know, they're just being mean or whatever. But when it's out there for the world, it's a group of strangers and it's a group of your loved ones. And it's just everybody that gets a chance to say whether or not what you've done matters. Mm. And I was telling someone a couple of days ago that I could spend three weeks working on something that takes you three minutes to listen to or three minutes to watch and you can decide that you don't like it and that that can put me then in a state of feeling like well why am i doing this why am i wasting my time on this and i think a lot of creatives have like it's streams of emotions because something for me as a writer is i feel like i feel things at a heightened level so that i can be able to write about it because if you ever feel an emotion and you're like well i don't really know how to put it into words that's not something that I can say as a writer. I have to put it into words. Mm-hmm. So if I'm having a bad day, it's more than just a bad day. It feels like my world is falling apart. If I'm having a great day, it's like I'm manic. 
<laughs> and <laughs> as a creative, I just thought that was natural until in 2017, I was diagnosed with depression. Mm. And in 2019, I was diagnosed with anxiety. And it's just like the science behind it all and the, um, the medical part of it all is something that we sort of brush over as creatives because we just end up pouring all of our feelings into our art and we don't pause enough to say, is this okay? You know, am I okay? Am I able to continue giving myself to others without taking the time that I need to repair and heal? So I don't know if that answered your question. I feel like I went down <laughs> oh, a tangent. Oh, no. You answered it and then some. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, really, really important that, um, you know, we have a lot of artists and creatives that listen to the show. And I know for a fact that this is very, very helpful information with you coming on and sharing this. So thank you for that. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. 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 And so now well, I'm, I'm going to swing. I'm going to make a swing over to <laughs> Fun City, USA. Okay. Yeah. Fun City. <laughs> coming, I mean, coming, yeah. out, coming out of Orlando. Coming out of Orlando, Florida. Man, look, man. Okay, you got tourists coming down. You got the weather and everything. I'm not going to say anything about uh, any hats with big ears on them. Okay. <laughs> okay, but, but see, which would be a shameless plug. But see, now, um, man, what was life like? I mean, you know, you got gator farms all over. You got the ride, you got the rides, you got everybody smiling and everything. I mean, come on, man. I mean, man, come on. Every time I think of, of Orlando, shoot, I'm smiling for days, man. So what's up, man? See, now, now my response is going to be disappointing because you just built that up so well. <laughs> so I, I I just moved here in August, right? So I'm from originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is about three hours south from here and about 20 minutes north of Miami. A lot of people don't know where Fort Lauderdale is, so I got to give you... Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> give you details here. Um, but Orlando is actually like, I think, one of the coolest places that I've ever traveled to, um, let alone live in, because there's so much to do here. And there's all the parks, like you said, there's all of the amusement centers and museums and the gator farms and everything. And it, the weather's perfect here. Um, you have to be patient with your driving sometimes because you'll get the nanas and the grannies in front of you. But you just, <laughs> you just turn your music up <laughs> and be patient and wait for them to move out the way. Um, but like, it's, it's a really cool place here. I think the one thing that people may not know about Orlando, um, because everybody talks about the hats with the ears on them and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing people may not know about Orlando is that the people here are all just super kind and everybody's very friendly. And if you ever just ask someone a question, it'll feel like you've known them your entire life because they'll go into a conversation and everybody is just super friendly here. And that's been my experience. I don't know if other people will feel differently, but that's the one thing that stands out the most to me um, from anywhere else that I've lived. I've lived in South Florida. I've lived in North Florida. I went to college in Tallahassee. I lived in Atlanta. So coming to Orlando, I've met some of the coolest people. So I want to just mention that. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, you lived in Atlanta. That's Breezy's yes, territory right there. Okay. Yeah, I was there for four <laughs> years. Awesome. 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 And no, okay. We normally like to dig into the deep stuff and the you know the deep rooted things, the philosophical questions. But you said when you're in traffic, <laughs> you gotta turn the music <laughs> up. I want to know what you turn up when you're <laughs> in that mode that you need to calm down when you're in traffic behind the um, people who aren't necessarily in a rush to get to places. You know, my my favorite traffic song is by Ludacris, and I won't say the title <laughs> of it, <laughs> but I'm sure you can assume. Yeah. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fun fun fact: my husband actually wanted that song played during uh, my bouquet toss at our wedding. <laughs> like your husband already. I, I think you've got great taste. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. You know, well, 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 you know, when the when the Atlanta Braves won the uh, the the title last week, when they had the parade, and then it ended up at the stadium and everything, they had Ludacris, Jeezy, Big Boy, and Killer mm. Mike on the stage all at one time giving a concert. Ooh. And the first song they played, <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Atlanta, Atlanta has some of the greatest musicians of our generation. Clearly, absolutely. Awesome. But 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 see but see the door is open now the door is cracked open and you when you wrote that book yes. to me that was a big hook and see I didn't know that until the interview was flowing man look a chick would be we can scan back all the way through people that we've had as guests so so on so how many of them have you written a book <laughs> only one guest that I can think of right off the bat and that's out of what I believe this will be our sixty seventh episode yeah, since um, we relaunched so uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. so so let me say this let me say this okay time is starting to look us in the face and the clock is running down but share with our listeners what you want them to know about you that we did not ask you in this space oh well one thing that i, I definitely want to mention is that i just released an album um which is like my most exciting current situation going on because it's 20 songs and mm -hmm. I actually started writing most of these songs five years ago. So it's been a, a long journey to be able to get this out on all music streaming platforms. It's available um, on Apple, Spotify, YouTube Music, Tidal, all those places. So um, it's called On The Edge and it's very centered around mental health and at the time, five years ago, when I was writing these songs, I had just went through a very crazy breakup. So um, if anybody's gone through a crazy breakup before, you'll relate <laughs> to these songs. If anybody's had like just a, a difficult time in life in general, you'll relate to some of these songs. Um, one of the songs I wrote is called Life. And I remember the day that I wrote it, I was sitting on my couch crying um just trying to make sense out of the death of alton sterling in philando castile mm -hmm. and the pulse nightclub in orlando had just been shot up and there was just so mm -hmm. much going on during that summer and i remember not being able to make it to work that day and when i um got to work the next day i showed my my supervisor the lyrics of the song life i had wrote 
And she was like, number one, why do you work here? Why are you not like <laughs> making music full time? And number two, like, I'm so sorry that you're having to deal with all of this. So does it give you a little insight to some of the content that's on there? I ended up quitting my job to do this full time. So thank you to my former supervisor, Mary Ann. Just want to give her, her her kudos for the push of encouragement. So want to let everybody know to go listen to that. Um, and just the overall general thing about me is I'm just a really cool person. So connect with me, follow me on social media, DM me, do that sort of thing. I'm always open. To where, where, me. where, where? Tell them where to follow yeah, you. And connect dra- with you. Drop your handles. You can follow me everywhere at Tizen Life. That's T-Y-Z-E-N-L-I-F-E. And I'm on Instagram mostly. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Snapchat at Tizen Life. T-Y-Z-E-N-L-I-F-E. Um, you can also text me if you're not a social media person at 407-604-1919. Hey, man. That sums it up yeah. right there. <laughs> just, you yeah. you have you have busted in the door. You didn't just creep in the door. You busted in the door <laughs> with, with the positivity yeah. and intelligence. Right. Thank okay. you. And man, this guy's got a book under his arm. And when I was a kid, my father always used to say, man, you need to go bust a book. And so I'm telling you, and the title of your book again is? Revelations to Resilience. Mm. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah, this has been awesome. Yeah. It has. It has. I know I, I talk a lot. I get excited when people ask oh, me about no. things I care about. <laughs> oh, no. It's perfect. I mean, you have a story to share. Like, if people talk, they have to have something behind it where it doesn't feel like that. And you definitely have that. So, you know, you've got the, the wisdom, the knowledge. And um, yeah, there's just something kind of magnetic about your energy. So yeah, we really appreciate having you on. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we put a, we put a little note on one of your Instagram posts earlier today. So you know, when you look, you see that. <laughs> I've got to I've got to check that out. I've I've been sleeping a lot today. <laughs> I just got back. Um, I've been traveling. I did a road trip to four different cities to see oh, friends wow. and family. So, okay, and so and so by by following you, your folks can can uh, see where those concerts are, or upcoming, or purchase your merchandise, or anything uh, uh, of the above. Yes, all of the above. Um, you have to follow me and connect with me. Um, you can join my newsletter, and the best way to do that is just to send me a DM or a text message. Um, again, it's Tizen Life T Y Z E N L I F E. My phone number is four zero seven six zero four nineteen nineteen. And I will make sure that I spam you with all of the information you need <laughs> about everything going on, so you never missed anything. Okay. Hey, man, awesome. you know what? Now you, you when you hey when you busted in that door, you came in prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with me, didn't Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Go ahead and tell them that we need them back, right? You gotta love That's right, but... man. You now I know you don't think you're gonna about to walk away, Renee, and never come back again. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely back. coming back. Um, especially okay. when the book is released, we have to talk about it because there's some, some okay. good stuff in there. And I, I want I want to hear you guys' feedback after you listen to the album. So absolutely, okay. gotta talk okay. again. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> Done, dude. It's an open door for you. Okay. Thank you. That's right. So. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, around from sea to shining sea and around the globe, 
um, on various networks. Even some people driving down the street can hear you on their FM radio in their cars and so forth. Yes. But hey, we're glad to have had you. You've been listening to the illustrious voice of our guest, Tyson, and you can follow him on Tyson Life. Yes, anywhere sir. around anywhere around the spot so <laughs> thanks again for joining us thank you so much had a great time guys likewise good deal, good deal. all right that was really really a great interview i love having him on and i mean he was just so positive and, and wise <laughs> you know so it was really really good having him on the show yeah you know not the first thing i think of not musically wise but but uh, actually, verbally wise, is a long time ago, the Cool and the Gang had a song out. Uh, and the, the first lyrics were, he's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, uh, but maybe if they were saying she's fresh, I don't know. But I'm thinking the film, he's fresh because he's fresh and clean. A whole lot of great things coming on from Tyson. So uh, yeah. thanks. Big shout out to him. Yes. Can't wait to have him back. So, all right, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause, and then we'll be back with music industry news right after this. Sounds good. Thank you. 
Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles. It is business. Big business. Okay, and we're back with music industry news, lots and lots of uh, music label talk from the big three, lots of things going on there. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Warner Music Group, their quarterly financials got a boost from uh, digital revenue, which went up 19%. And so that rolls all the way to 926 million, thanks to emerging streaming platforms like TikTok and Peloton. So, you know, once again, we, we had a conversation about how TikTok's kind of disrupting the music industry. Things are trending that people weren't expecting to trend and all that good stuff. So, you know, Warner got to see a boost from that. And also with Peloton, uh, you know, as we shared a few weeks ago, that now uh, people who use TuneCore can actually distribute their music there. So with Peloton, they've actually released that they've gotten um, a lot more users. So there's another way for you to be able to get your music into the hands of people who may not have heard it otherwise. So definitely something yeah. to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Hint, 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 hint. There's a couple <laughs> of folks who, a uh, couple of folks who are have been using um, well-known YouTube, you know, for years, and um, there's just some things happening with saturation of YouTube, which is causing uh, in- income. On that on that platform to drop, okay, and a lot of those folks are actually they're keeping YouTube, but they're also opening up a Peloton and uh, going in that direction too. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Just like we shared last week, their YouTube's ad revenue is larger than the entire music industry altogether. So, like, the money's there, but just like you said with the saturation, and we're seeing that across so many different platforms so you know that's that's really a good thing that you brought that up and just like you were saying you know people keep that in mind you know broaden your horizons don't don't put all your eggs into one basket that's for sure yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah diversify okay yeah yeah and speaking of which hive and universal music group are uh working on diversifying as well if you have been paying any attention, you know, whether you listen to it or not, or don't want to listen to it, I know we had a guest a while back when we asked uh, what his uh, guilty pleasure was. He admitted it was BTS, the K-pop group. But I mean, if you pay attention to the way that they're just running the music world, it's just, it's insane. So now Hyde and Universal are working together to uh, develop, like they're gonna use the same training that they use for their K-pop sensations and the development system. And now they're gonna do it for an all girl group. So the submissions are open online through almost the end of uh, the month. I believe they close on the 28th. And um, if you know someone that might be interested in it, uh, they can check it out at hivegeffen-audition.com. But um, it'll be really interesting to see how that pop, uh, you know, how that works out because, yeah, pop girl group kind of having that that star power behind them that BTS does should be really interesting to see. So yeah, kind of kind of waiting for the outcome on that. 
yeah, let's get some popcorn and sit back and watch. See what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Universal, lots and lots of stories that uh, include them today. But uh, Universal Music and Authentic Brands have um, made a deal to acquire and manage names and likenesses. So, you know, <laughs> let me let me run that back again. They're acquiring it to manage names and likenesses. So this is, you know, something that's kind of, it makes sense, but like they're making big strides here. So basically the venture is going to work with artists and, you know, that also includes their reps and legal heirs and all that good stuff to strategically leverage their name and likeness to drive opportunities in merchandise, memorabilia, licensing, uh, brand experiences, media entertainment, and whatever else they can come up with. So um, the fact that they're actually purchasing this kind of the same way that we've been seeing these music companies buy up music publishing is uh, quite intriguing. We'll see um, what comes from that, good or bad. But I mean, it, it's a, a very uh, sensible business move on their part. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> next week, you know, on our next on our show coming up next week, you know, I'll bring some uh, value um, concerning the. Uh, sports world college sports with the name and likeness name image and likeness uh, deal that they got going on to mm. where the where the athletes are making profit okay all right and republic records is suing republic investment platform over trademarks so universal music group and republic records are planning to expand into nfts and so they say that the platform that um, is out there for investments has already caused some confusion because music industry professionals, you know, mistakenly thought that they were related. And so since they're not, they want to make sure that that's very clear um, that they're not connected. So Universal Music Group is saying that they don't object to the use of the name for other investment services as long as it doesn't overlap with the music industry. So we'll see what happens there. The fact that they're already trying to make sure that there's a distinction lets you know that there's some big stuff on board. Mm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And one of those big things on board is uh, Universal Music Group's 10.22 p.m. record label is turning four NFTs into a band called Kingship comprised of four virtual apes. So apparently the apes have been popular in the NFT world, which you know I was unaware of <laughs> prior to this, but now they're going to turn them into a band. And so there's going to be a team of crypto artists and animators. They're going to transform the apes into three-dimensional beings that will perform and participate in video games, virtual reality apps, and all across the whole digital experiences known as the metaverse. We'll see uh, how that, that works out. There's been some controversy, you know, at least chatter about it on social media, Twitter and such, saying that it's basically a ripoff of the gorillas, uh, which, you know, it does kind of seem the same. You know, they've been performing virtually for a long time. And um, so, yeah, now instead of gorillas, it's apes. But yeah, we'll see how that works out. Um, I've heard some buzz that Timbaland's going to be working with them. So, you know, regardless of how you feel about that particular situation, if he's working with them, it's probably going to be some music that you're going to nod your head to anyway. And you may just forget about the fact that, you know, it's kind of a, a duplication of what Gorillaz has been doing. So we'll see. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they they put they're putting their foot back into the uh, <laughs> Planet of the Apes realm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of folks said similar, you know, 30 years ago when all of that came out. Yeah. 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 Good point. All right. So once again, Universal is now making new contracts that will make it more difficult for artists to re-record their work. So, you know, Taylor Swift has uh, kind of been known for championing for artists and of course everybody heard about when she wanted to re-record her masters so that way you know she had the the rights to her songs again and so now that um this has kind of stirred some buzz and other people are talking about doing it they're reworking the standard contracts so before it would say that an artist didn't re-record their work until five years after their last delivered recording or two years after the end of their contract whichever was latest so now the new one will increase the time to um, you have to wait seven years and then um, after the contract term, five years to record. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> kind of interesting. There's a concept or people are thinking that maybe that means that they'll increase royalties if they're going to do that. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, what comes to mind with that is um several of the huge automakers in the world you mean to say if they make a if they make the, the 2022 model you mean to say that's similar to saying that for 2023 they can't uh go back and make any improvements yeah yeah 2024 or 2025 or, or unless they wait seven years five years that's kind of well, see, the thing behind it is, is that's the way to keep them from owning the masters. And then if you talk to your fans behind it, then the fans will go for the new one. And then the record label's not getting the money that they had initially signed on for. So, you know, when they offer those advances, it is based on their calculations of what they were going to be getting for X amount of time. But by re-recording your masters, you're kind of... Uh, I wouldn't want to say you're 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 taking away from what they were anticipating getting. I'm not saying that they earned it or deserved it, but that's what they were budgeting on. So I, yeah. I, I wonder what Prince, I wonder what Prince would say about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I'd I'd like to think that he'd be uh, <laughs> really really proud of those who were trying to do that before Universal decided to uh, rework their contracts. But you know what, since you brought him up, this isn't really news, but you know, I was going to shout this out anyway. A story came out where uh, Moni Love was discussing that she was trying to do a rap show in London and she had her daughter with her and Prince actually held her daughter so she could go on stage and rap at a London show. How dope is that? Oh, that's, that's dope right there. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I read that, I thought, man, you know, she's got to have a tremendous amount of um, self-control because if that ever happened to me, there's no way I wouldn't tell everybody about that every day. Like, are you going to tell me about the time Prince held your baby? Yes, I am. You're going to sit here and listen again. But, <laughs> but no, just, <laughs> just what, oh, what an incredible person, though, sincerely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that stop the presses. Stop <laughs> the presses. Oh, man. Wow. Yes. All right. And back to uh, our music label speak. 
Snapchat has signed a new deal with Sony Music, so now their music is going to be available on Snapchat as well. So now they've got all three major labels, publishers, and many indie music available on the platform now. So that's pretty cool. You know, it's it's a, a good thing that uh, they're securing that. It seems like they're still they've still been able to go along, you know, pretty strong considering all the platforms that um, have emerged since they started. So yeah, kudos to them for that. And also to any artists out there listening, knowing that, make sure that you distribute your music to Snapchat. Don't forget about these social media um, networks. Um, even though Snapchat doesn't want to be called that. I think it's like a camera platform or something they said. But, you know, any place that people go to share their life stories, to share, you know, what they're doing, their thoughts. If there's music uh, to be shared with that, make sure that yours is there. Now that is a valuable nugget. So don't let that slip by. (laughs) If If you're a musician, singer, whatever, producing music, making music. Don't let that slide by. Yes. All right, we're going to take another quick pause for the cause and we'll be right back with more music industry news after this. Okay.
and we're back. Um, for anybody that remembers or has used or maybe checked out some other artists on Reverb Nation, they have been purchased by BandLab. So BandLab already owns, you know, a lot of creator tools and services. They've even got music media. If you've ever seen um, NME, they give a lot of good music information. So, you know, now they went ahead and bought Reverb Nation, which was a super easy way to um, have your electronic press kits and stuff set up through there. Um, anytime you just wanted somebody to check out your stuff before you could send it, it made it really easy to send your music to people. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty, you know, it, it um, lost a little bit of popularity, but it still remained a valuable uh, thing to use. So I'm really excited to see what BandLab does with it, um, in addition to everything that they're already doing um, with music related things. Hey man, <clears throat> you know you keep bringing these these great tips every week, you know, and I think you top yourself sometimes. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, again, I've said it before to the listeners, you know, you need to ha- get your own little notebook because if you uh, document some of these news stories that a chick with beast brings forth, and, and at the end of the day, you're going to be on, on a higher educational level in the business music world that's for sure so uh just throwing that out there <laughs> thank you that is the goal all right TuneCore has launched social platforms so um, this is meant to accelerate music discovery for independent artists so now your music can be uploaded to social media networks as a pre-step before you actually release your music to streaming and um, other platforms so you know but this way they're trying to help the discovery and help things go viral before it actually comes out but you can still have your music monetized right away so you know this is a really interesting thing that they're doing um you know once again this TuneCore, they, they've they've kind of tapped into some things here and hopefully other um you know distributors will kind of follow suit but yeah TuneCore is definitely making some huge strides lately here within these last few weeks wow yeah that's great <laughs> All right, Empire, the record label paid one, a $1 million advance in Bitcoin via Cash App to Atlanta-based artist and cryptocurrency investor Money Man for his new album called Blockchain. And so, you know, this was the first deal of its kind. And once Meek Mill heard about it, he plans to do the same thing. He wants his next record deal to be paid in Bitcoin. So, you know, we'll kind of see how that works out. Um, but yeah, kudos to him for doing this. And yeah, from, from your, your city, Breezy, Atlanta, how about that? How about that? You know, <laughs> the, the wheels keep turning, the wheels keep turning. Um, you know, Atlanta is a good example, but actually the wheels keep turning everywhere in each neighborhood, in each city, all across the globe. So, you know, if you got some ideas, put them, put them into action, you know, talk to some people, get some consulting or whatever, because these same news stories that you hear a chick with beats reading every day, every week, you know, that could be you. That could be your, a description of your big breakout. So uh, just stay encouraged, stay positive, and uh, put your head down and do the work. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. And Twitch has launched The Collective. So it's a live streaming incubator program for artists. And so the plan is supposed to be uh, DistroKid, United Masters, and TuneCore, along with Twitch, intend to identify and invite artists 
to apply and work with Twitch so that way they can curate um, artist selection. So right now the application is open to the public. There will be some that are invite only, but if you think you got what it takes, you want to give it a shot, try to get in, go ahead and visit the Twitch website and check it out. <laughs> for thought. Mm-hmm. For thought. All right, then if we uh, hop across the water to our friends in Australia, uh, Victoria's live music industry is going to be receiving 20 million in funding and insurance measures to help boost uh, music and other events across uh, the place. So 8 million is going to go to help music venues recruit, train new staff and invest in COVID safe infrastructure. Another 8 million is going to go to help music festivals and events recover from uncertainty and the impact of their rescheduled and canceled events because of the pandemic. And the other four will go to bring uh, music performances to centralized business district, inner cities, and, uh, you know, basically to complement another previously announced 5 million that was supposed to um, support that area. So it's great that their government is helping uh, to bring music and entertainment back. That's a wonderful thing. So kudos to our musician friends in Australia. You know, this is a great thing. We're excited for you. Hey, kudos, big kudos. Mm-hmm. All right, and Hypnosis Songs Fund, their share price hits an all-time high on the London Stock Exchange. So they say that the spike in the share price is driven because uh, the founder, Merton Curiatus, had inked a deal with Blackstone. So Blackstone committed at least $1 billion to a new private fund that will acquire music copyrights. So now there's going to be two hypnosis branded funds operating in the marketplace. One, the publicly traded hypnosis songs fund, and then the Blackstone backed hypnosis songs capital. So, you know, once again, you know, we talk about hypnosis usually a few times a month on here because they're always doing new things and, you know, making new deals, these major purchases. And so, you know, they've been working hard. So it's kind of cool that they're um, seeing that reflected in their uh, stock prices. Boy, does it ever end? No, it doesn't. (laughs) It feels more and more each and every day. So, wow, that's strong. All right, and Spain has announced that touring UK musicians and their crews won't need visas anymore for engagements that are less than 90 days. So, you know, that's good news. Post uh, Brexit, they had to have visas and it was just a whole issue. So now Spain has lifted that. So good news for our friends in the UK. Great news, great news, great. I know they're jumping up and down about that. (laughs) Yes, and yeah, Afrochella uh, Festival returns with WizKid for uh, Made in America 2021. So shout out to our listeners in Ghana. We really appreciate you. We know that you're here. We thank you for tuning in every week. But yeah, Ghana's where it's going down in Accra, and it's going to happen on December 28th. The event's supposed to celebrate the culture, creativity, and impact Africa has had on the entire world. And so, you know, it sounds like it'll be an exciting time, um, bringing awareness of Africa's influence in music, art, fashion, and food. Strong big ups to Accra and the entire uh, realm of Ghana. Yes. All right. And last up before we head out, Amazon uh, announces that they've launched Amazon Music for Colombia and Chile. 
And so now they're going to have the access to the high def songs and all the good stuff that we have um, for everywhere else that has Amazon Music. So they've joined the ranks. So another thing for artists to keep in mind, Amazon's expanding and uh, you definitely want to make sure that your music's there if you haven't already. Yeah, it's cool, you know, and we want to give a, a quick shout out to some of our buddies and friends. First of all, Miss Rebecca Ling out of the Netherlands and Barry Brown, Be Rich Brown. This is the, the like an Instagram shout out list, Be Rich Brown in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, as well as the one and only uh, DJ D.I.S. Sparks out in Denver. Ronan Tai Chi, uh, I am Rudy P who's down in uh, the state of Mississippi in the United States and on and on and on. This is just a short, brief, freezy down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, our buddy. And so uh, Rob Love Funny, who's in um, Memphis, Tennessee. So we got lots of folks that we're going to start with our shout out list each and every week just to uh, uh, give them a, some, a shout of positive. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, yeah, we definitely thank you for rocking with us. We appreciate everyone on the shout out list. And, um, you know, make sure that you tune in next week. Uh, Same time, same place. Tell a friend. We'll see you then. Peace. Yes, peace.